Thank you for joining us. You are listening to a podcast from Bright City Church. For more information, visit our website, www.brightcitychurchuk.com or find us on social media at Bright City Church UK. Well, good evening, everyone, and uh, lovely to have you uh, with us. Uh, here we are. It's Word Up. We're broadcasting again, and uh, I'm joined again after this break by Pastor Akin. Good to have you, Pastor Akin. And here in the studio, I've got my bro, Ben, oh, yeah. and uh, here we are again. So yes. after a break of a month or so, the summer break, uh, what have you all been up to uh, during the break? <laughs> Yeah. I hope you, you've had a nice rest uh, from the broadcasting, Pastor Akin. Obviously, we've been uh, we've been hanging out in between and various things, but yeah. it's great to be here. And we're yes, picking up you. again. Yeah, Pastor Pastor Akin, go on. No, thank, I was going to say thank you, Pastor Ian, Ben. Good to see you over there in the studio. Love the background, love everything. You're looking great, and um, welcome to all of our listeners. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, Ben. Well, over to, you. Over to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, while we, while we've been away, we you know we've been doing various different things. But uh, me and Pastor Ian um, and Ian's son and our friend Terence, we actually it was one of my life goals, one of my bucket lists to to get to the summit of Mount Snowdon, and uh, we did it. We, we did we, it. We, we got. We? Yeah, we, got yeah, we went up up the mountain. So here's a little clip that uh, Ben just brought into the studio. We'd just like to say to all of our word up viewers. <laughs> It's good yeah, to be alive. It is. <laughs> Word up, my friends. Stick to his promises. Amen. He'll get you down the mountain. <laughs> it got me up the mountain, that's for sure. It's a miracle. I'm coming closer to Jesus. Amen. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's a little bit of fun there. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I think, uh, you know, some of us were wondering whether we'd get back down the mountain, but oh, it, it was a great, great fun. miracle I got no. us there, I'll tell you. Well, the donkey of the group for sure. That was... No, no, you did great, Ben. We all did great. <laughs> so anyway, we're picking back up on the Gospel of Mark and um, welcome if you're joining us on Facebook, YouTube or on the podcast. So um, we're on to Mark 13. So without further ado, we're going to crack on with Mark 13. And as I was sort of, you know, looking at uh, some of the commentaries, some of the commentaries, um, what, the, what one of them, uh, particularly this was David Pawson, one, one of the central ones that I'm using, Mark 13 has been described as the most difficult chapter to understand in the New Testament. So uh, we're, we're back with a bang and uh, we're taking on Mark 13. But uh, I'm going to start by reading, reading the passage and I'm going to pray as well. Lord, we thank you for this word. We thank you for your living word and ask that you would Open it up to us, open it to our understanding that we may uh, live by it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, Mark 13, verse 1. <clears throat> As he was leaving the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what massive stones, what magnificent buildings. Do you see these great buildings, replied Jesus? Not one stone here will be left on another. Every one will be thrown down. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when will these things happen? 
And what will be the sign that they are all about to be fulfilled? Jesus said to them, watch out that no one deceives you. Many will come in my name claiming I am he and will deceive many. When you hear of wars and rumours of wars, do not be alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still not come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places and famines. These are the beginning of birth pangs. You must be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local councils and flogged in the synagogues. On account of me, you will stand before governors and kings as witnesses to them. And the gospel must be first preached to all nations. Whenever you are arrested and brought to trial, do not worry beforehand about what to say. Just say whatever is given you at the time, for it is not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. All men will hate you because of me, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. When you see the abomination that causes desolation, standing where it does not belong, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let no one on the roof of his house go down to enter the house to take anything out. Let no one in the field go back to get his cloak. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Pray that this will not take place in the winter, because those will be days of distress unequalled from the beginning. When God created the world until now, uh, sorry, un unequalled from the beginning when God created the world until now, and never to be equalled again. If the Lord had not cut short those days, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, whom he has chosen, he has shortened them. At that time, if anyone says, look, here is the Christ, or look, there he is, do not believe it, for false Christ and false prophets will appear and perform signs and miracles to deceive the elect, if that were possible. So be on your guard. I have told you everything ahead of time. That's verse 23. So uh, we're going to leave it up to there. And we seem to have lost Pastor Akin for a moment. See if he uh, tries to get back on. We'll let him back in, but um, we'll give him a few moments. But uh, yeah, this is uh, this is pretty sober reading, isn't it? It is. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's um, it's prophetic. It's speaking of the end times. It's um, we think of a parallel um, parallel parts of the Gospels, particularly Matthew twenty four comes to mind. Very similar, really. And um, yeah, so all starting from a very seemingly fairly innocent comment, you know, oh, look at yeah. this amazing building, uh, the temple. Yeah. What, what, I mean, what, it, what do you make of that, Ben? It's, yeah, it's a, it's a kind of innocent comment. I mean, they, they, they're walking out of the temple and uh, I, the, the disciples kind of, you know, if you think about, you know, where they, the time and, uh, you know, where they were living, it was a fairly, they normally dwell in fairly rural places mm -hmm. and their eyes were probably used to, similar sort of desert colours and things like that. 
and in the ancient world you get you know th th this temple oh, yeah. you know which is was amazing you know to yeah. to, to the uh, probably to the the ancient eye yes i mean the, yes, the walls were made of marble um and they wow. were bedecked they said it was bedecked with gold so wow. that in the morning yeah, sun you you would you'd get like a literal bright city like yes. shining out across Incredible. the whole area yeah. and of course when the sun goes down so you know, and the thing with Herod's temple was it was never finished, even right. up until when it was destroyed. So yeah, yeah. it could be that as they've come over the course of their life as Jews to the temple, mm. they'll come back the following year and it's, you know, it's got more to it, more yeah. decoration. So to come and, you know, it's understandable that someone's going, whoa, you know, look at these buildings, aren't they amazing? And of course, you know, Jesus is, you know, he always bring, it brings the other perspective and it, uh, Jesus said to him, do you see these great buildings? There will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. And, uh, you know, the, the disciples is probably, you know, incredulous to them to kind of think, wow, you know, this 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 monumental building has taken decades to build, you know, and he's saying it's going to be thrown down. They couldn't conceive of such a spectacular site being, uh, mm -hmm. you know, kind of thrown down. Um, and... It, you know, it, it goes to show, it, I, I thought, you know, that with Jesus, he, he in our last episode, we Ooh. had the whole thing with the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, yeah. um, and, and their interpretation of the Old Testament. Um, and Jesus kind of, you know, Jesus, the Messiah, who actually wrote the scriptures, wrote the Jewish laws, kind of coming back on them saying, no, you're false teachers. No, you know, that the kind of you're leading my people astray um and i, I you know I, I kind of thought that there's this magnificent edifice of a temple this magnificent you know display yeah yeah, yeah. but display. jesus is again you know we've got the learned teachers the mm -hmm. ones with the, the knowledge mm -hmm. and jesus is coming and saying no you know they might look good but you know yes. you deceive my people yes wonderful temple yeah uh, one of the wonders of the ancient world but there's another scripture where Jesus talks about whitewashed tombs, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. ornate graves that are, you yeah. know, look beautiful, mm -hmm. but inside full of decay and rotten uh, mm -hmm. destruction. Yes, and it's yeah. almost like he's saying the same with the temple. Yeah, you know, it's it's a wonderful display, but yeah. it's it's corrupt. Yes, it's interesting. He doesn't sort of say, "Yes, isn't it a wonderful building?" He's just straight in there, and uh, yeah, I was reading that the, the the temple was indeed, you know. Possibly the largest building in the world. It's so spectacular, with um, blocks of stone. I mean, some of them forty feet long, uh, four feet wide, four feet high. You know, incredible. How did they actually put them in place? It's yeah. it's, it's incredible. But um, immediately then, Jesus goes into this um, highly kind of prophetic piece of scripture, speaking of of the end times. We know, and we're going to be looking at that. But also speaking of it seems uh, the parallel of two kind of um, foretelling two situations. One would be the destruction of the temple that was ahead, even though the, the disciples would not have known this, um, that was coming in 70 AD. And so that would be just, you know, 40 odd years later. And they would have th thought this this temple, this building was, you know, uh, well, indestructible, you mm. know, and, and yeah. couldn't imagine that in just a short lifetime um, it would be destroyed. Literally not one stone standing on another. And this spoke of when the Romans came and absolutely destroyed 
Israel really destroyed Israel, destroyed Jerusalem, destroyed the temple and purposely pulled every stone one from another. And um, so we're looking at this and, and, and this parallel. So here we have a parallel speaking of two events at the same time, really, um, the, the destruction of Israel and the end of the world, if you like, the coming destruction at the end of the world. And, and we can see there's a parallel there, you know, the destruction of the people of God, Israel, the chosen nation, is, 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 is akin, is like the, the yeah. destruction of the world itself. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of sort of similarities as to what would be going on just prior to that time, both in the 70 AD, so in a short while, and um, that, that we look at um, at the end of the world. Of course, the disciples didn't know this, that they were talking about two different events. They're kind of focused just on the end of the world, you know, mm. and, and they say, well, when would these things come? So I think there's that, we know in, in prophecy, uh, you, you know, in prophetic scripture throughout the Bible, it's multi-layered yeah. and it speaks of, of different times and, and sometimes they're not clear the different you know the spaces yeah. in between uh, well, that's, have you noticed anything yeah I mean well, we're, we're looking at David, David one of the one of the commentaries we're looking at is, is yeah. David Paulson commentary on Mark and mm. I mean I read and uh, probably heard him speak a few years ago about how he explained how biblical prophecy <clears> can work <throat> with this kind of double fulfillment and he's got he says it's like you got two mountain peaks kind of in front of each other. Mm-hmm. There's two there, but from your perspective, you can only see the one because one is hidden behind the other. And what he's saying is, you know, turn it to the side. You know, here is the fulfilment. You know, in this time, but you know, there's a gap, and there'll be a, a second fulfilment here, and there's like a gap in the middle. And and the thing is, when he's, they're speaking about yeah. it, those two fulfilments of prophecy are sometimes intertwined and you, you know you can you have to kind of unpick it really yeah a, a good example and, is is the the prophecies of jesus's coming it could be you know say in, in isaiah and many places in scripture um that the first coming and the second coming yeah. are kind of intertwined and spoken of in the same scriptures same sentences almost and and yet now we see ah that was the first coming and this part speaks of the second coming yeah. but they're, they're kind of Mix, yeah. and, and the disciples, of course, and, and the Jews still are waiting for what they read in, in like Isaiah ooh, ooh, of this ooh. conquering king. You know, yeah. and at the time they were waiting for this conquering king to come and throw the Romans out. They, you know, intertwined into those prophecies mm. is the, the, the prophecy about the coming of suffering servant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And all those kind of things. And, and you know, the suffering Messiah who dies for his people uh, was the first coming of Jesus. And then the conquering king all would relate to his second coming. So again, you've got this this mountain kind of peak with a fulfillment here, a gap which relating to Jesus. I guess mm. we're in that gap of the time of the Gentiles, the time of salvation to the to um, the world, and then the peak here where um, is the second coming of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, absolutely. Very good, uh, picture, yeah. I think, of yeah, understand yeah. So. Um, the disciples say, well, tell us, when will these things happen? Verse 4, and what will be the sign that they are about to be fulfilled? Of course, they're thinking of, you know, the end of the world. And, and Jesus says to them, watch out, no one deceives you. Many will come in my name, claiming I am here and will deceive many. So again, we're looking at the two events 
You know, mm. it's a parallel of the two. And I was reading in the commentary, you know, that um, as the as the pressure of the Roman armies around Jerusalem and Israel increased, and if you like, the um, you know the things were getting really pressurized, if you like, on the nation. There were um, you know false messiahs that rose up. You know, I I will save you. I am the Christ, and and you know follow me. And, yeah. and a famous one was this Bar Kokhba. Yeah. Uh, who 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 said you know I am I I am the Christ I will save you and and they believed him so some did anyway and yeah. he led a kind of rebellion the Bar Kokhba rebellion just before uh, Israel was destroyed but of course it failed and he was crucified so you've got the examples of the the false messiahs happening so it was foretelling that but also you know it's speaking of the the end times of the world that there will be false messiahs. And don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. If someone says, you know, I am the Christ or the Christ is here, the Christ is there. And we might come to that in a minute. But how how should we not be deceived <laughs> if someone says, hey, you know, Jesus has arrived. He's in Australia. You know, he, he's, he's doing these incredible signs. He could be the Christ. Uh, and I mean, we get some revelation here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, <it is. laughs> uh, how, how, what, how are we to... Um, you know, I ask that to all of you. We're, we're not to be fooled, are we? Or no, that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it says when Jesus Jesus come back, every knee will bow. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and it's not going to be like oh, you know, he's in Australia or whatever. He's, he's, he's over there. Yeah. Every knee will bow. Everyone will know that 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 the Messiah has returned. Yeah. You know, um, and you know, I always kind of think that with with yes, uh, these yes. false it, messiahs. You know, it's it's like it's true. Every Christian. You know, certainly it seems every knee, yeah, yeah. Uh, every person. But it says like lightning from the east and the west would be, you know, it's just seen and very obvious to everyone. Yeah. Um, so the coming of the Son of Man, you know, it will be. There won't be any sort of hidden uh, revealing from uh, like there was in the first coming. When yes, it, Jesus is coming was hidden. That's wasn't it. it. Yeah. And the ones that will, the ones that will know. I mean, it says about all the signs here. Mm. Um, you know wars and rumors of wars and and all that kind of stuff um but one of the things that really really struck me as i read was where it says but be on your guard but be on your guard it says uh, mm-hmm. i've got to find it now um over in chapter 13 it says uh verse 9 but be on your guard uh at the point where it talks about earthquakes and rumors of wars and it says but be on your guard for you you'll be delivered over to councils and beaten in synagogues, talking about the persecution of the end times. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, it says uh, later on uh, in uh, verse 23, but be on your guard. I've told you the things beforehand. That that kind be of framing of be, be on, on your, your guard. guard yeah. I, I, I kind of think about some of the discussions we had when we were looking mm. at Peter. Yeah. And uh, somehow in, in those episodes, we got into, uh, got into the wise and the foolish virgins. Who you know at the time I kind of through yeah, reading and study found that all all those people in that kind of parable were they were all believers the wise and the foolish virgins were all believers but only half of them had oil to you know to go into the the wedding chamber in, mm-hmm. in with the bridegroom and you know be on your guard that kind of warning which is found all over scripture you know take take hold of Christ be on your guard um, studies show yourself approved you know that. That should be a, a, a kind of facet of every Christian that you know our our bread and butter is is 
Bible study and meditation on the word so that we know it, that we, it, it goes mm -hmm. in. Um, um, then you become the wise that, that you know, who are on your guard yeah. when the world is panicking mm. uh, about earthquakes and wars and rumors of wars, because there'll always be wars and rumors of wars. There'll always be earthquakes uh, and stuff like that. Um, it goes on to saying here, you know, when these things start increasing, when they all happen at one time, then, yeah. then you, you know that it, something's afoot. Yes, it seems that there is an increasing intensity of mm. these things, even though we know there's been wars uh, throughout history, you know, big yeah. wars. Um, yeah, I suppose looking at the, the wars and, and things, I mean, we'll come to that anyway when we come to the wars, because we think we've had the, the two world wars, what would yeah. be counted world wars in living memory. So it does seem there's a... A hotting up and intensifying even of the war side of things and we think of the birth pangs birth pains you know they birth birthing pa pains for those of you who uh, most would know but um not that i've had a baby but uh, my wife has had three and you know they come and then they come increasing in increasing frequency and increasing um what would it be severity intensity yeah and so um that's this is what we're talking about here yeah, I, I think, um, you know, if we think of this, these passages that we're reading, in many ways, you know, they could be disturbing, couldn't they? Very disturbing mm. uh, when we look at it. You know, we, we, we says, it'll say later, a time of unequaled distress in the world uh, since the beginning of history and never to be repeated again. You know, we, we'll come to that scripture. Sounds very disturbing in a sense, but... I think, you know, Jesus is saying, look, I'm telling you that these things will happen. And he says, you know, those who are alert, watching, praying, those who are connected will experience my salvation, will, will experience my, my rescuing, my enabling, my, my, my protection in some ways. And we can, we can look at this, you know, even throughout scripture, it speaks of, we look at Psalm 91, you know, it's talking about the, the pestilence here, the, 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 the warring here, you know, thousands falling at my side here, 10,000 at my right hand. But in the whole of that storm and that shaking, you know, I am protected. I'm experiencing this amazing sort of yeah. place. And I think this is the, the promise of Scripture that those who are in Christ, even in these, um, this real world-shaking kind of stuff, uh, he says, you know, I will be with you. I will rescue you. And so, you know, don't be overly disturbed. You, you can know my peace. You can know my strength. You can know um, my victory even in these things. So I just want to say that uh, as, as we go. But, you know, being forewarned, it means that when these things start to happen, we don't think, you know, oh, where's God? What's happening? You know, I thought God was a good God and all this stuff's going on. And, and our faith is not just um, smashed or, or, yeah. or you know, yeah. um, but but he says, look, I'm telling you in ahead of time, these things will happen. Now, I know there, there are some people sort of um, that hold we've got this sort of the rapturing of the church, uh, almost, you know, there, there's some talk about, oh, we will be taken away and raptured before, you know, this stuff happens. And, uh, that's, one, that's one view, folks. That's one, <laughs> one view, yeah. It's kind of the, the what is it? The left behind The pre-tribulation <laughs> rapture and the left behind kind of idea. Yeah, um, now, won't go into that, that right now, but um, yeah, it's interesting. Maybe we'll look at it as we go through yeah. this series. Yeah. Um, so where do we get to? We're saying 
Yeah, watch out that no one deceives you. Many will come in my name. But as we've just said, look, we will all know when Jesus comes again. So don't be deceived in any way. You will know. You won't need to say, ah, is he over here? Is he over there? Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation. We've just said kingdom against kingdom. And, and we know wars have happened everywhere. But interestingly, isn't it, that seems like these intense world wars have been in our living memory. World War One, World War Two. Um, you know, you may have some, some uh, opinions on that. There will be earthquakes in various places and famines. These are the beginning of birth pangs. Yeah, we could say, well, there have been famines and earthquakes through history. Yeah. Are they increasing? You know, there are statistics we can look up. But there you go. Ben, ben referred to it there. Verse 9, you must be on your guard. You must be on your guard at this time. What does that mean? I think it's worth thinking about that for a moment. And I know Ben's started to talk about it. There's, you know, the protection and the guard of the word of God. We, we've been doing a series, haven't we, in the church about, you know, spiritual warfare, being on guard you know, what does that mean? It's that, that posture of we, we're guarding against sort of the attacks of deception, the attacks of, onto our faith, the attacks of our, our, our heart, our emotions. We have to be on guard and, and have this posture of, of being on And Ben talked about the. I'm doing a lot of talking at the moment. I do apologize. I want to think about this sort of prayerfulness as well. I think, you know, that throughout the scriptures, we see watch, be on guard, mm. watch and pray. There's almost that. They come together. Watch and pray. What Be prayerful. It's kind of be connected to me, God is saying. Yeah. And I will I will instruct you. I will. You, you'll know ahead of, you know, you say, don't, yeah. don't be disturbed here. I'm with you. That's okay. No, don't worry about that. That's Pastor Akin back with us, which is great news. <laughs> Let's let him back in. <laughs> Um, let's that, see if we... That's one of the things, you know, that, you know, is, is doing that, you know, to be a Christian is to be in fellowship with God, isn't it? Is to be in this constantly in spirit, constantly in the word, you know, and uh, whereas the world can shake, you know, we are, as Christians, we're meant to be unshakable, you know, and the devil can roar really loud, mm -hmm. you know, especially if you're a news hound like me and you're always watching the news and, and seeing the world uh, apparently going to chaos. Um mm. But, you know, there's a place, isn't there, where for the Christian where it, it's uh, peace. Yeah, you know, yeah, peace in the midst of the storm. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pastor Akin, it's uh, great to have Hello. you back with us. <laughs> <laughs> you... Ah, oh we can't hear you, I'm afraid. Um, I, I don't know if uh, that's an issue with the connection. Uh, you might need to come back, back one more time and see if that works. Um, Look at this. Uh, thank you. I, Steve Horn's put in 3,800 years between the invention of the chariot and the steam train and 70 years between the first flight and the landing on the moon. You think of the un unprecedented. Yes, thank you, Steve. You know, this um, this incredible sudden upsurge in, in, you know, the strength and ability to kind of kill ourselves. Number yeah. one. I mean, it's a shame these great inventions, but they 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 threaten us. You know, mm. these fighter jets and nuclear weapons and things. Yeah, absolutely. Steve, thank you. Great point. This sort of exponential, huge change in society and the world today. You know, and we think of the internet and the effect that that has had on the world. 
folks, we are in the last days. You know, there's no no two ways about it. So let's let's be alert. Let's watch and pray. I think I just cut Pastor Ryan <laughs> off there <laughs> instead of letting him in. He's I'll try get a again. complex in a minute. Oh, bless <laughs> his heart. Yeah, yeah. One more time, Pastor Ackin, please. Oh, dear. Yeah, I mean, all this we're saying about being on your guard, we've been doing bits and pieces about the armour of God in Ephesians yeah, 16. Yeah. And, you know, that's a, a great study in, in for the Christian, you know. It's, it's metaphors, you know, but we're, we're talking about the helmet of salvation, the helmet of the hope of salvation that the Lord offers offers us and uh you know that's a helmet what does it protect you protect your head and your thoughts and your mind and you know it's that's the thing you know you feel you you feel your mind with the lord you feel your mind with scripture you know it's going to keep you on that even keel it's going to keep you um in that place of peace uh when the world the world goes to pot around you um and it's it's so you know it's with all the things that are going on especially in the internet age like you said you know Ooh. conspiracy theories Ooh. you know covid all, all the rest of it you know that can make us you know that that can make us tremble when in fact for the christian the only the only thing that we could need to be trembling at is is the lord you know i saw in the underground once this thing it was a speech from years past and it said fear god and fear nothing Mm-hmm. There you go. Fear God and yeah. fear nothing. What yeah. can mortal man do do to me if if I, you know, if I know God and I'm with Him and I'm I'm going, you know, into eternity with Him? Yeah, absolutely. No, He is our firm foundation. There's no doubt that the the world is being shaken hugely, and we're looking at that now. Look at you know what COVID has brought about. You know, it's the shaking of institutions and things that we you know we've been so used to. Um, ways of life, etc. Was it yesterday we're, you know, remembering uh, 9-11? Again, a huge shaking of uh, the world and, and we saw that immensely symbolic, you know, coming down of the a symbol of, of, of um, the USA, you know, the, the world's superpower, the, the symbol of their power, the Twin Towers, mm. destroyed just like that. Very sad and, and awful situation. But again, you know, very symbolic of the shaking that's going on. Pastor Akin, lovely to have you back with us again. And uh, sorry about the uh, technical problems. Not sure what's going on there. but yes. Give us some nuggets, Pastor Akin. Yes, this is your <laughs> moment. Can you hear me? Yes, we, yes can we can hear you now. Oh, you can yeah. hear me oh, now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure of this. I just thought I'd just... Uh... <laughs> yeah, thanks. No, hang on great. on the side. <laughs> yeah. We've, so, we've talked about that, um, Pastor Akin, and, and, and I know you've got a brilliant, um, really good kind of handle on this. And that's, you know, you, you must be on your guard, be on your guard. And we were talking, you know, it's it's almost, it's, it's, it's almost sandwiching in this... Um, this uh, this account of the last days, be on your guard. This watching and praying, watch and pray. I mean, it's such an important part of our um, life, really, to to, yes. to 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 walk through these days, isn't it? I know yes, absolutely, Pastor. Yes, you, you lead I mean, the I mean, ministry the, here, and the the watch and pray thing, that that alertness. It's um, it's uh, you know, the, these are the um. You know the spiritual disciplines that the, that the Lord was trying to impart to His disciples at that time, and which He would always want to impart to us as well. Mm. Um, you know, we remember that their account in the, the Garden of Gethsemane, where 
uh, the Lord had to come back to his disciples a couple of times to say, you know, he said to them, look, I'm just going to, I'm, could you just stay here and pray along with me? I'm just going to move over there and go and pray. And he came back, he found them sleeping. And then he came, said, you know, he came to rebuke them, you know, come on guys, look, there's something about to happen here, you know, watch and pray with me. And he came, I think he came back to them a couple of occasions. And, um, you know, eventually he, he made that statement, didn't he, that, you know, that your, your spirit is willing, but indeed the flesh is weak. And um, throughout those times, you can see that you know, we're, we're talking about you know, shaking in the world and all of these signs and things that are happening. And where is it that believers, where are we able to walk in peace in the midst of all of this? And how was it that the Lord, he knew what was coming. He knew the, he knew the yes. things that was going to, all the, the prophecies. Yeah. And I'm sure those times of fellowship with the Father, he knew what was ahead. But yet, in, even in those moments, he was still in total control of his life, of his mind, of his thoughts, of his words. And how was he able to maintain that? It's through his life of prayer, his life of um, yes. you know, dedication right. to the will of the Father. And that was what he was imparting to his disciples. And, yes. it, and they did get it because we, we've seen, we saw in the life of Peter, for example, when he was in prison, you know, chained between those guards with, with all those soldiers around him. And the next day he was going to be executed. And the Bible said that he was sleeping. You know, when the angel came to wake him up, he was asleep. Even though he was he was going to be executed the next day, and I believe that you know he had learned from the Lord Jesus Christ that even in times of um, mm. you know shaking, in times of peril, in times of danger, that that what being watchful and and, and being prayerful and yes. uh, you know yes. be, be relying on the Father that was the, that's the, and that's the same with us today. Fantastic. You know whatever yeah. shaking that we might be going through mm. personally, you know in our family lives at yes. work or yeah. we're yeah. studying with all the things that we the only there is only one way and that is through being watchful in prayer. And I think we also have the the added security of the word of God because we you know it's great to pray and everything but we need to know the word of God as well mm. so that we can pray in accordance and in line with what the word is saying so we're not praying you know out of our own imagination or out yeah, of the things yeah, that we, yeah. we we listen to or we read as well so this uh, this alertness that we got and that, that's what we we would do now you know we would read the word of god what we're reading in matthew 13 and see what the lord is saying and on the basis of that that's what we'll pray into you know on the basis of the lord you said that when there's yeah. these wars and all these yeah. things take place we shouldn't be afraid we shouldn't be anxious you know that's what we that we but if you don't read the word and as ben said earlier we're not meditating on the word we're not studying the word then we won't know how to pray in yeah. accordance with, with with the word of god yes yes brilliant thank you i was just thinking as you were sharing as well there you know because we talked we, we'd mentioned psalm 91 as almost you know a thousand may fall here ten thousand here there's arrows flying here this plagues here it starts doesn't it he who dwells in the yes. secret place with the most high god it speaks of you know that the person the believer who's walking in that prayerful intimate uh, relationship with god will rest will be at peace will be in the, the calm during the storm so wonderful yes. there's um a bit of uh, i think god's encouraging us uh, Amen. Yes. Amen. <laughs> okay so you must be on your guard then we're coming into again another really difficult you know part I, I, but but we we know we have that peace from god you will be handed over to the local councils and flogged in the synagogues it says, he's saying to the disciples, on account of me, you will stand before governors and kings as witnesses to them. And the gospel must first be preached to all nations whenever you are arrested and brought to trial. So it's talking about that. It's, it's saying as well in 12, brother will betray brother to death, father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. All men will hate you because of me. Goodness, this is this is really strong stuff, isn't it? But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. Picking up on those kind of, it seems there will be areas of persecution. 
uh, that will increase in intensity. And, and, and don't forget, we're talking about Jesus is addressing really two periods here. And again, with all of these scriptures, uh, sorry, all of the prophecies, it's looking at, you know, the time that was immediately ahead and the, the, the persecution that was ahead, even for these disciples, but also the time at the end of the world. So it seems like, yes, we know that the, 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 the disciples experienced great persecution. They went through this. They were flogged. They were handed over to the religious leaders. They did stand before the political authorities, and, and they were persecuted and executed, and they lost their lives. Um, were they betrayed by family members? We don't read about that, but it probably happened. Um, but it's also speaking, this is going to be experienced by the church, the saints, at the end of, the, of days. You know, it's kind of four levels or four types of persecution, religious, political, you know, persecution in the home from family and neighbours, and even universal persecution. It says, you know, and... All men will hate you because of me. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, Pastor Akin, can you cheer us up? There's got to be a, you know, there's got to be a good side to this for the, for the saints. Well, you know, you know the, the Lord is he's the greatest encourager of all, isn't he? At the end of this, he, he, he does say there, and um, after he says all men will hate you because of me, he says, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. Brilliant. So he gives, yeah. he, do, he doesn't just stop at the end and say, you'll be hated and that's it. But he says that, you know, we stand firm to the end, we'll be saved. And that's the, that's the, 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 the um, if you like, the ultimate uh, joy that we can give to the Lord. And that, and that should be at the focus of our lives as well. Not just, Wonderful. you know, what we can get out of this life or how mm. we can maneuver our way or try and save our lives. As the Lord said, you know, if we seek to save our lives, we're going to lose them. Yeah. But the, those who give up their lives, they'll be the ones who will, will gain that life back again. And so, you know, as, as you've rightly pointed out, uh, Pastor Ian, the, 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 the persecution is going to come in all forms. The council representing the civil authority. Oh, ah, oh. seemed to be something happened to the uh, the phone there, or, or the uh... yeah, yeah. So you've got you know the persecution happening. Um... Oh, is he back? Are you back there, Pastor Akin? Anyway, let's um, let's carry on. Yes, the persecution experienced on different levels from uh, different uh, different. Uh, all angles, really, yeah, which, uh, that's it. yeah, the civil authorities, the, the religious. So yeah. I think if we think of today, you know, we might think of what, what, yeah, how would you relate some of these, the different levels of persecution? Can we experience them even now in the West today? I mean, I would say, yes. Yeah, it, I mean, there's, there's, a, levels, there's a lot, you know, if you follow the Christian Institute in, mm. in England, yeah, you know, there's all sorts of, um, of cases that go on about, um, you know, uh, what could be seen as, you know, religious persecution against, against Christians for various, mm. various things. And, um, you know, it comes to it sometimes where you, you know, you, there are campaigns today and I'm not going to, you know, specifically go into what, what, uh, you know, flavor of campaigns that, that go on, you know, and, uh, you know, for instance, like badges might be given out or t-shirts might be given out. You might be invited into some kind of event run by, uh, something that is completely against scripture and what a Christian be believes or a Christian behaves, uh, and just because it's accepted, you know, it, 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 by society, you know, uh, and celebrated even by society, um, you know, for a Christian, you really need to kind of, you know, know the word, know the word, and know this, 
the standards, you know, of, of what God expects. And people will say to you, and have said to me many times, oh, the Bible's so old, you know, it needs to be updated to reflect modern culture. There, there's the rub, you see, because we we, are, we hold to eternal principles uh, with the Word of God. And, you know, the way you kind of apply it is you go back to what it meant to people then and what it, how we can apply it today, and you find the eternal principle and you know you live you live live that mm, way you yeah, live what yeah, God expects yeah. and it's some things are absolutely plain in mm. the word yet yet will be questioned today yeah. uh, and for the, the uh, for the unredeemed mind which is under the influence of the world you know uh, and these are people that God loves God loves the, the human humanity you know and the value of a soul is is, is priceless to mm, the Lord yeah. but with the influence of the, of the world to an unredeemed dead heart and dead soul and dead mind you know that those things are well, they're blind to it, they're, aren't they? they're absolutely they, they, blind they, they to it. They need their eyes opened yeah. by God, just as ours were. Absolutely. You know, uh, we think how I think how rebellious and mocking I was. Uh, you know, it could be the day before God opened my eyes, and and so yeah. yeah, we need to love and pray for those around us. Even you know, the the Scripture says, "Pray for those who persecute you." Yeah. Love, you know, th this is the incredible divine love and witness that uh, that, yeah. that reveals the the reality of God, isn't it? And we're to love, we're to love the worst of sinners. I always yeah. think of David Wilkerson going mm. after Nicky Cruz, who was in yeah. the, the worst gang member in New York, and yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> He would burst, you know, go and see Nicky Cruz and seek him out. Nicky Cruz would smack him in the mouth and floor him, and uh, and said, "I'm going to, I'm going to cut you up." And and Dave Wilkinson's response is, "Oh, if you cut me up, all of those pieces will love you with the love of the Lord." And you know, it was a love that couldn't be denied, even to the to the worst of violent yeah. sinners. Yeah. And that's the way we're to be, no matter what, mm -hmm. you know, is is coming against us. Yeah. We love, you know, and that that's that's not an easy thing for for anyone, but that's what we're called to, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. So throughout this, and, and thanks, Pastor Akin, you know, there's, there, there are these encouragements from the Lord, even in the midst of this difficult uh, description, you know, standing firm, you will be saved. If you hold firm, if you, if you, you know, hold firm to me, hold firm to me in prayer, hold firm to me in faith, hold firm to my word, you will be saved. And we know salvation talks about every area. This is Christians. They're already saved, but it's, you know, when, when God talks about saving us it can be rescuing us in situations it could be miraculously providing for us it could be you know saving us out of all sorts of mm. course ultimately you know we, we, we're saved unto eternity there's another um, lovely encouragement as well just before that it says listen when you are brought to trial when you're arrested when you're brought before your accusers don't worry he says do not worry about what you're going to say don't worry. He says, you know, just speak. The Holy Spirit will speak through you. I will help you. Don't be alarmed. Don't be worried. Just be connected. Mm. You know, be on your guard. Be with me. Stand firm and I'll kind of back you up. I'll do the rest. So let's be encouraged by that. And um, I, I was reminded, you know, I've been sharing this in, in the, um, the Sunday preaching, but from Daniel, which, you know, this um, even this passage refers to Daniel, very big. Uh, scriptures about the end times it says those who know their God will be strong in those days will be mighty and will do great exploits again another great encouragement so again if we stand firm you know God will use us God will shine through us it could be using us to you know see other people into the kingdom even in the midst of this time so 
Friends, don't be alarmed. Don't be frightened. It says, um, as in the words of God, you know, do not worry. Where was it now? What was it? Yeah, do not worry. Do not worry. Um, but let's be on our guard. Let's be aware of the truth of Scripture. So we're not bowled over. Our faith isn't crushed when we start to see some of these things. But uh, we can experience his blessing. Um, Pastor Akin, I'm going to leave the sort of the last words with yourself. Uh, great to have you back on the program. Oh, you. Yeah, some technical back problems again. there. Back again. You're going to have to come in. You're going to have to sit here. Yeah, you're going to have to We're get gonna... in the studio. <laughs> no, that, that, I mean, that, that, that's it, Pastor. Uh, Pastor, it's just, um, you know, we, we I think we all, we all we, every one of us would acknowledge that without, without as, as the Lord is saying here, without the Holy Spirit, you know, all the things that we're reading here, they're, they're just impossible. That there is no way we, we can generate the sort of, um, you know, the courage or the boldness or the, or the determination or the wisdom, whatever it is that we require to be able to be a, a faithful witness to the Lord. And so really, this is a, a time when I think I believe Christians everywhere, we are, um, you know, seeking God. And not just for what we want, but we're seeking him for his kingdom now, because this is the Lord. He's talking about his kingdom. This is all talking about the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, you know. And that's that's what we're here for now. And that's what we um, more and more, that's what we should be desiring more and more in our lives. And we can all testify to the fact that we all have, you know, we have anxieties. We have these distractions. We have, you know, things that, that come to try and, as Ben was saying earlier, they're, they're just trying to, to cloud our thinking, to bring us away from the word of God and bring up excuses. But at the end of the day, we, we want to humble ourselves and under the word of God, you know, we, we, like we said before, we don't search the word for the truth. The word actually searches us when we read it. It begins to expose those areas yeah. in our lives which are not in line with God's will for our lives. And what we do is that we humble ourselves and say, Lord, I see all of these things, but really without the spirit of God in me, there's just no way I can meet a plea. Please help me, Lord. And we just yes. we just seek him for his mercy, for his yes. grace, yes. for his strength and his ability in us to do what he wants us to yes. do. Yes, yes. And, and I think, you know, a great part of that I've been sharing on Sunday is our encouragement one to another. Even this, this connecting in this way is we're encouraging each other, aren't we? And building up ourselves up in the faith. And so uh, be encouraged, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Lovely to have uh, Rimet and Susan joining us this evening. Great to have you, Steve, Trudy, um, my Rachel, Kevin and others. Uh, Graham, lovely to have you with us. So be encouraged. We'll see you next week on Word Up as we continue on this chapter 13, real end time stuff. Um, but be encouraged. Have a great week and God bless you all. Good night. Thanks, everyone. Night. Thanks, Pastor. Good night. Have a God bless. Good night. God bless. Bye.